It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. An ugly win and even uglier press conference, but the Washington Commanders have their second win of the season. Should fans be happy and why I'm okay with what Ron Rivera had to say on Thursday night? All that right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans. Welcome to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And of course, we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I am David Harrison, your host for today's episode and a credentialed member of the media writing for Commander Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation's Uh, family of sites today's episode brought to you by linkedin linkedin jobs help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl i am going to be talking about ron rivera's outburst in the postgame press conference on thursday but while that's what a lot of people are really talking about to me that's not the biggest story from thursday night so we're going to talk about the biggest story which is to me the washington commanders getting their second win of the season and at the end of the day that is what should be the main focus, but not the only focus. You you get what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, it's an ugly win. There's there's no way to to really make this look anything other than an ugly win, but it is a win. And, and I've seen a lot of people kind of talking about should they be happy about the win? Should the team be happy uh, about the win? And in my opinion, absolutely. Yes, you should, you should absolutely be happy that your team won. I know it wasn't exciting. I know it wasn't the most thrilling game or the most thrilling way. Uh, to, to win the game. But I was talking to a friend earlier and listen, like I told them something that's kind of been rattling around in my brain. In some ways, this is almost the best way for the Washington Commanders to get their second win because you go back to the Tennessee Titans and obviously, you know, a game that they should have won, a game that they had the opportunity to win. And if they do that, they do this. Now they're three and three getting ready for, for Green Bay coming out of the pseudo bye. You know, if dreams all came true, that's exactly what could have happened. You wish it happened, but instead, this team is two and four. It's fine. Look, the Green Bay Packers are beatable, and this team now has 10 days to really prepare, start getting game plans in order, uh, getting a little bit of health, getting some rest, stepping away actually a little bit from the drama uh, going on. I think will be beneficial as well, come back rejuvenated. Uh, but the bottom line is it is hard to win in the National Football League. So the Washington Commanders now two and four uh, win over the Chicago Bears 12-7. In case you missed it, Chicago Bears fall to two and four. So now the Bears and the Commanders both have uh, matching two and four records. And I think that's really the bottom line is no matter how talented you are, no matter how good you think you are, or you could be, it is hard to win in the national football league. Uh, Ron Rivera said it, Bobby McCain said it, I'm sure other people said it, but it, it, it's the truth. All right. For one, this league, the reason the NFL is king in this country is they have the best parody of all major sports leagues out here. They've been able to do that across the board. Whereas in the NBA, by and large, you have people kind of buying, championships in baseball i know a lot of people talk about teams buying championships hockey i'm not as as versed on as far as how they build rosters but 
you get the idea, right? The parity in the National Football League is unmatched. The 32nd best team, so the worst team in the NFL, could on any given Sunday, right? That's why it's a cliche, beat the best team if the conditions fall in the right way. Uh, the other thing I'll say is just the supreme athletes on the field. It takes a lot of talent to suck in the National Football League. We've talked about this before on this on this show uh, in the past, and I'm not saying that any of these players specifically suck, but I'm just saying uh, even a bad football player in the National Football League is a supremely talented athlete. So I think when you put all that in perspective, it's really difficult to get wins, so enjoy them when they come. And this team needed it. Like, one in five with the loss to Chicago Bears, guys, this conversation is a lot different. So no matter how you got it done, you got it done. And you look at the way they lost to the Tennessee Titans ball, you know, at the two-yard line near the goal line at the end of the game with a chance to win. They come up short. Thursday night, the Bears have the ball near the goal line last minute of the game, and they come up short. The defense is able to stand up for their team and secure the win. It's almost poetic, right? It's it's like literally exercising the demons of the, of the game's past because it literally just happened uh, last week. So, that's kind of my overall take. Should you be happy about the win? Absolutely, you should be happy about the win. Should you forget all the other stuff and just say, okay, everything's hunky-dory now? No, absolutely not. It was still a very ugly win. Everybody's admitting that, the players, the coaches. But, yes, you should still be happy with the win. Um, it's It kind of reminded me, and this is this might sound a little weird, but go with me on this. Um, it kind of reminded me of, of, of the child, right? So uh, my wife has a saying that a, a child is never a, a, a curse right, or a mistake type of thing. Um, the baby is is always beautiful, right? But let's be true. There there are some ugly babies out there sometimes. There, there just are. But when you see an ugly baby, what do you do? Outwardly, you you look for the redeeming quality. And you outwardly, that's what you compliment, right? You don't say like, oh, man, that baby's filling the ugly feature. Uh, it really stands out. No, you swallow that and you 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 put out the uh, the redeeming feature. So that's what we're going to do here. It's, it's It's kind of a reverse psychology type deal. We're going to identify some ugly babies from this game because, again, it was an ugly win. But we're also going to look for the redeeming quality. All right, so go with me on this, guy. So we're going to start with Carson Wentz. Um, this is probably going to be a regular thing. I just It, it just kind of hit me. Um, full disclosure, I am going on six hours of sleep over the last two days. So maybe this is a bad idea. But we're, we're going to roll with it. Let's see, let's see if we can have some fun with this, right? Carson Wentz, quarterback of your Washington Commanders. The ugly baby in this scenario for Carson Wentz on Thursday night, 66.3 quarterback rating. Yikes. Less than 100 yards passing. Yikes. The redeeming quality, no fumbles, lost or otherwise, no interceptions. His first game with the Washington Commanders with no interceptions, no fumbles, lost or otherwise. So there's a redeeming quality in this game for you to look forward to. If this can become the pattern that Carson Wentz takes forward, should have more than 100, 100 yards uh, passing and and. Honestly, Curtis Samuel, right? You know, we love Curtis, but he had a little bit of a rough game. If he makes, you know, at least the two catches that he drops specifically, then Carson does actually go uh, over 100 yards. And his QBR is higher because he has a touchdown uh, along with some more uh, completions. But that was Carson Wentz. So you got to get the rhythm of what we're doing here, right? So total offense, third down offense uh, is where I'm going to hone in here. The ugly baby, Washington Commanders offense, two for 11 on third downs. The redeeming quality, only one third down all night long was longer than seven yards, and it was 10 yards. No third down plays for the Washington Commanders over 10 yards. That's the first game this season that, that they've had so many third downs be in the more manageable area. Every other game this season, even the winning against Jacksonville Jaguars, third and 13, 15, 17, 21, and multiple third and long, third and tens uh, and longer. I know third and seven is still kind of long, but more like third and double digits uh, to gain. So, 
didn't convert them. So that's like, that's the next step, right? You want to get them converted, but it's good. You know, it's a good step in the right direction to have so many third downs, less than 10 yards to gain. Now we just got to get some plays drawn up uh, to get them going. So flip it over to the defense. Kendall Fuller, the ugly baby, gave up the only Bears touchdown of the game, and it was a 40-yard touchdown pass uh, to Dante Pettis from, from Justin Fields, the third time that, that Kendall Fuller's, Fuller has given up uh, a particularly bad touchdown uh, pass to an opponent. Fortunately, again, the commanders get the win. The redeeming quality for Kendall Fuller's night, Justin Fields two for five targeting Kendall Fuller for the rest of the game and only 11 yards. So outside of that one pass, Kendall Fuller actually had a pretty good night. Holistic defense, explosive plays on defense. Run game was was big for Chicago, too. I kind of went back and forth, but the explosives have really been a point of emphasis, so I wanted to stay there. So the ugly baby pertained to the, the commander's defense uh, and explosive plays. Seven explosive plays surrendered on Thursday night. Not what you want, but unfortunately has kind of been the trend. The redeeming quality, only three of those were passes. The rest were runs, um, and only one of those explosive passes went over 26 yards. So 20 yards or more is an explosive pass. Only one went for over 26. That was the 40-yarder to Dante Pettis against Kendall Fuller. That is the second fewest explosive passes allowed this season. So you see that secondary starting to step up a little bit. Uh, honestly, with the absence of William Jackson, uh, seems to be helping a little bit. I'm sure we'll get into more uh, of that this weekend. But for so that's kind of my ugly business. Look, if you guys like it, drop in the comments. Let me know if you want to see it come out again uh, at some point in time. Hopefully, you were able to follow what I was uh, kind of doing there. I'm going to share my honest thoughts about Ron Rivera's honest thoughts on Thursday night's postgame press conference. Uh, but first, let's get honest about hiring practices. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And the best part is it's super easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Then after you create that post, you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and to hire. Make sure you finish 2022 strong by hiring and finding the right team member to help you do that with your small business. Small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Second two here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Thank you guys for making us your first listener, your first view every single day. Make sure you check out the NFL Key Prediction Show every Friday. On Locked On NFL, Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday Night Football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts at Bet Online. Follow NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever 
you get podcasts. I kind of combined my biggest story, right? The ugly win, but still being happy with the ugly win is kind of the biggest story with my offensive and defensive review with the ugly baby redeeming quality exercise uh, that we just did there. But after the game, Ron Rivera had some things to say. The head coach had some things to say. So look, the press conference is almost seven minutes long before Ron Rivera walked out. And if you haven't heard or seen the comments, I'm not necessarily going to replay them or, or air them here on this episode. Uh, I've written multiple articles about it on SI.com's Commander Country. If you just go to CommanderCountry.com, it's on Twitter. It's it's definitely out there for you guys to consume if you want to hear it for yourself or to read uh, the quotes. But bottom line is kind of kind of the quick version is Ron Rivera came in for his, you know, every single game, post-game press conference uh, to talk about the team's win. About four to five minutes in, the topic shifted to the off-field stuff going on with Dan Snyder, the continuation of that, and the report uh, that came out Thursday morning from ESPN um, and all that stuff that Chris did a really great episode on uh, before a game, before the kickoff. Uh, so, again, if you missed that, please go check that out. He kind of chronicles everything that was broken down. And you can kind of see the mood in Coach Rivera kind of shift as these com- these questions about outside stuff and William Jackson supposedly reporting or reportedly requesting a trade out of the team. These types of things started coming up. And then uh, eventually Matt Paris of the Washington Times just asked Coach Rivera and said, look, you know, we've talked about this before. We've talked about Dan Snyder investigations, all this. And typically your demeanor about it is a little bit different right now. Uh, it seems to be a little bit more amped up. And he was just, just asking, like, hey, you know, is there a reason why it's amped up? And that's when Ron Rivera kind of just went off. And, and the words, you know, I'm going to be honest right now or with you, and I'm paraphrasing right there, uh, kind of started the whole thing off. And he just kind of went on this rant, guys, about how, you know, the players are, are working their butts off and they're, they're, they're killing it and they're, you know, having to read all the negative press and hear all the negative comments but then come to work and put in maximum effort and how proud he was. Uh, of them and then he kind of shifted also to Carson Wentz and I think this kind of stems more from the ESPN article uh, where you know he's mentioned that people have talked about Ron not being in on Carson or not being one of the guys that wanted to bring Carson in and he flat out refuted that said that is BS that he is the one who actually wanted Carson he is the one who brought him up he is on the mastermind of this deal and Carson Wentz being the quarterback and that Carson the the man himself the young man himself as, as Ron put it doesn't deserve all this outside noise and treatment and stuff and I think the fact that it's dropping the morning of a game day, especially a primetime game day, you go back to the Eagles game, and similarly there was there was uh, the report of, of Washington apparently having a deal to trade for Jimmy G before the shoulder surgery became a thing. That dropped right before, you know, Commanders-Eagles. You know, he faces the team that drafted him in the first round for the first time uh, since being traded away. So you can call it a coincidence, you call it what you want, but there's somebody out there definitely putting stuff out uh, to get into Carson Wentz's head, and, and you know, I don't know how I – feel about that specifically but ron obviously feels a certain kind of way and he let it be known he doesn't appreciate it he doesn't like it uh and he got very angry about it and you know and in his monday or monday's friday press conference victory friday press conference uh via zoom ron you know he didn't he didn't backtrack at all but he kind of said you know look it, it got to him he got he got frustrated uh and that showed here's here's my thoughts about it though i actually like it you know what I mean? And, and look, I, I'm not I'm not here. I'm not a veteran reporter, you know, by any means. Like this is this is my first year doing it fully, uh, you know, invested with a team as far as like going to practice on a weekly, daily basis, going to every single day of training. Well, I did spend a week in Tampa, but you get the the, the idea. Um, typically, you know, I'm one of those guys that, you know, there's a lot of us out there who, you know, I go to games and I might go to a practice here or there. I go to like a week of training camp, but I'm not there every single day, like unlike I am uh this year. So Far be it for me to tell anybody else how to do their job. And to be completely honest, it wasn't even really 
one of the regulars that kind of started the train here, but it did kind of continue after that. Um, Ron, you know, look, he, he came, his team just broke four game winning streak, right? And it's Thursday night. It's prime time. Everybody's tired, exhausted, stressed out, got a flight home uh, to catch still. And then you've got Green Bay coming in in just over a week. And originally, you know, initially the, the questions were about the game. It was about the win. It was about the stress, the relief of, of having that win and getting it out and gutting it out, even though it was ugly. And Ron admitted, you know, it was very ugly. They made a lot of mistakes. They got to clean up, but that they were happy to have the win. Um, even had a moment there where, where uh, Ron was asked about Carson Wentz throwing that block on Roquan Smith, Bears linebacker, uh, to help Brian Robinson Jr. get uh, closer to the goal line, what ended up being his first career NFL touchdown. Carson, a, a big block on the linebacker. Uh, to help get him close enough to set that up. And you kind of saw like a, a smile and like a moment of pride from Ron Rivera about his quarterback being willing to go out there. And he kind of said there's a toughness to Carson that a lot of people don't see and, and that he wishes that people saw more. Basically, right after that is when the, the tone of the questions started to shift. And and again, this and this is where just personally me, me myself, uh, you know, the game just ended. I'd like to keep it to the game. And I'm not one of these stick to football guys okay we've talked about dan we've talked about the investigations we've talked about suspensions we've talked about unfortunate incidences involving players off the field plenty of times on this show chris and i and we will continue to do so because it is our job to give a 360 view of this franchise however and then again this is just a personal opinion on game night especially after a win breaking a four-game win streak maybe that's not the environment maybe we wait until the monday zoom a friday zoom in this case to bring that kind of stuff up. Let's let the, let's let the game night be about the game. And I think that's what Ron was kind of getting at. And I, and I kind of agree uh, with that again, not something I would ever try to tell another reporter, Hey, don't do this or don't do that. It's not my place. It's not my job. You know what I mean? And I'm not even saying that they're wrong for it. What I'm saying is I personally don't want to, I, I personally won't go about it that way. And I think that's kind of what Ron was trying to say is that he's got a locker room full of players celebrating a win, an ugly win, but a gutsy win, one that they had to fight out at the last second. Um, and instead of talking about that, he's getting asked about William Jackson wanting a trade, who's not even in Chicago at the time, Dan Snyder, whether or not he should sell the team, stuff like that. And Matt, you know, you know, look, Matt, it, it's interesting because Matt Paris is also the one who asked the question about what is what are the other NFC East teams doing that make them so successful compared to Washington? And Ron said quarterback and sat there and we're all kind of like, uh, like, you, you know, we're, we're assuming there's more to that that answer. Matt also asked that question, but he's not asking these questions trying to like stir up a, you know, I know, you know, a lot of people like to talk down on media and be like, you know, you're just trying to get reactions out of people. Like Matt's not asking questions that are trying to get a reaction out of people. It just kind of happens that Matt's the one asking questions when Ron uh, kind of overflows and, and spills out. But trust me, Matt is, is not out there trying to cause these things uh, to happen, but let alone they're happening. But look, I see where Ron's coming from. And at the end of the day, I think at a minimum, even even for the people who don't like it, and there are people who don't like it, and, and that's fine. That's their prerogative as well. I think what we should all maybe appreciate is the fact that you're, you're seeing some fire from Ron Rivera and what I will, I'm going to call fight back, right? Because a lot of people have criticized him for being too calm, too collected, as this team is going through a whole lot of storms, um, you know, and, and he's trying to keep that kind of steady tempo for his guys, I think. But honestly, I think it's good for them to see a little bit of, I don't want to call it a freak out, but, but a little bit of, you know, bite back, fight back. Um, so, I appreciate it. I like the honesty. Uh, you know, I might be alone on that. Let me know what you guys thought about it. And, and trust me, there's there's a mixed bag of reactions in the media room uh, as well. What uh, we don't, what we what we don't all disagree on, I would hope so, is that we love handout game balls because it means you won the game. So game balls coming up next, and we're doing those thanks to our friends over at Bet Online. 
Net, your number one source for football betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find, especially this weekend, because you ain't got football to watch. The Commanders already won. Victory Monday is already secured. That's down the line. Now you can watch the Cowboys, the Eagles, uh, obviously, you know, the Giants, hoping that they all lose or, or tie. You know what I mean? A tie uh, would help them uh, as well when, when they're facing each other. Uh, as always, bet online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the betonline.net site or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Final segment here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Time to hand out game balls, but real quick, guys. I know some of you, you know, a lot of you maybe have gotten accustomed to our post-game live episodes Really wanted to do it. I had all my gear. I lugged all my gear to Soldier Field uh, to do the post game live. And Washington Commanders PR tried to set me up uh, with the space to do it. Um, I will just say, look, the Bears staff, um, good people. You know what I mean. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk down on people, but not as not as as effective um, as as setting up with some space. So I wasn't able to find the space uh, to be able to do it. Had some complaints during the uh, Cowboys post game about the background noise, so I decided not to do it in the main concourse. A soldier field plus it was freezing and i didn't want to stand out there for 30 minutes doing a live episode uh in, in those conditions um so here now with this episode actually i was going to do this episode live as well but like i mentioned earlier six hours sleep in the last two days like you know what let me not do this live let me record this so that when i inevitably mess up and fortunately for you guys you're not going to see the mess ups because i get to clean them up because because since i'm uh, recording this and editing it um you guys get a cleaner version of this uh production so that's what you guys get now so Appreciate you guys being patient with us. But look, good news is, again, you've got all weekend to watch or listen to this episode. So we appreciate you for doing so. As always, game balls. I'm going to do this in kind of like the hockey fashion. I don't know if it's exactly how hockey does, but basically three game balls. And they're in order of presence. Game ball one, game ball two, game ball three. Game ball three is like my big star uh, of the game. So we're going to start with game ball one. This one's a little bit more of an emotional uh, game ball, but also an effective one because the game winning score ended up coming from Brian Robinson Jr., the rookie running back who scored his first career NFL touchdown in his first career NFL start. Brian Robinson, a guy who, uh, going back to the preseason, earned the starting running back job for the Washington Commanders, was poised to do that the day after the preseason ends, uh, ends up getting uh, injured in a botched robbery attempt, misses the first four weeks of his career, came back last week to get his first NFL action, but got his first NFL start against the Chicago Bears on Thursday and his first career touchdown. 17 carries, 60 yards is the stat line, no targets. I do expect that to change as he continues to become a bigger part of this offense. And that touchdown ends up being the difference, the game-winning score for the Washington Commanders. So that's game ball number one. Game ball number two is going to go to Coach Rivera, man. Look, and some people are not, not going to like that. I get it. This team is, you're still two and four. There's still a lot to clean up. There's still a lot of issues on this team. But look, the team gave him one. So the team's going to give him one. I, you know what I mean? I'm not going to go against those wishes. I'm going to give him one as well. 
It's his first win as a coach in Soldier Field. That is significant alone. And yes, that is a, that is a purely emotional kind of uh, you know game ball. But I think that you know we've seen the strat. You guys know presidents, right? When presidents get elected, you look at them four years later, and they've aged like forty years in four years. Ron Rivera has been carrying a lot of stress, and you know that's part of the job. I get it. He gets paid a lot of money to do it. I get it. I got all that. You know, I'm not necessarily feeling bad for him, but I can have some empathy for him. I do have some empathy for him. Uh, carrying kind of the weight of the world on on his shoulders right now with this team. Um, but I think that, honestly, everything coming out, especially the stuff coming out about Dan Snyder uh, on Thursday, just kind of shows you why a guy like Ron Rivera is really needed for this team. You don't want a college coach. You don't want to bring Matt Rule in here, have all this stuff going on. I don't even, you know, I, the guy who says it's not my job to pick a starting quarterback as the head coach, like I don't even want to know what you would do if, if you know, all this other noise is going on uh, around you. Game, game ball three. Is is purely a, a game performance game ball. So you know any of you who are mad about my first two having a little bit of emotional attachment to them uh, will like this one. As John Allen, I mean, you talk about a beast mode performance from your defensive one of your defensive captains, Steven Sagal, beat up and bruised, limping, you know, injured. I mean, I don't know if there's a guy on the field who could use an extended bye week uh, any more than Jonathan Allen at this point too. Or a point in time, came through with four tackles, a sack, an interception, and a forced fumble. Uh, against the Chicago Bears, and that interception is huge because I mean the Chicago Bears uh, were going to get at least three points on their on their opening drive uh, and and or a second drive of the game rather, and who knows what that does as far as the tempo of the game is concerned moving forward. Um, shout out to I think it was F. A. Obata's head who I got in the way uh, and led to John Allen's uh, interception. But look, that's a big dude boxing out a lot of other big dudes. All right, so shout out to John Allen, game ball number three. And with that, that's going to wrap up this episode of Locked On Commanders Podcast. We appreciate you making us your first listen or your first view of the day. Now make your second listen or view the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes, free and available wherever you get podcasts. If you got questions or topics you want to discuss, we had some voicemails this week, guys. And I'm sorry we couldn't get to them. Crazy week with a short turnaround and then with the Ron Rivera comment stuff and me traveling to Chicago and just a whole lot. I'm trying, trying to make excuses, guys, but just a lot of stuff going on uh, this week. But we're back to a normal schedule starting next week. So shoot those questions into us uh, either at locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 301 615 3577. I'm David Harrison, writer for SI.com's Fan Nation Commander Country. My co host, Chris Russell of the Russell Met Her Show on the Team 980, will be here Monday for you. However, he will be going solo. Uh, I have a rare opportunity to cover both of the teams that I cover for for the for the network. So I was in Chicago Thursday night. I will be in Pittsburgh Sunday night covering the Bucks or Sunday afternoon covering the Bucks and uh, Steelers game there. So Chris will be going solo without me for Monday. So throw your questions in, send in your voicemails, hit us up on Twitter, uh, or however you want to contact us. Contact us. In the meantime, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you as always for joining me right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.